Okay, guys, before I get started, I actually like to start by acknowledging the irony that I am posting a podcast for you about work and work-life balance. And I'm going to give you some awesome work-life balance tips. But I also have to confess that at the moment, I am the poster child for work-life imbalance. I know that's a bit odd, but it's that perspective that gives me such great insight into the problem of work-life balance. Just to give you an idea, I actually have a friend who told me years ago, I know a guy who is horrible at relationships and I go to him with all my relationship questions because he knows exactly what not to do. And guys, something similar is going on here today with this podcast. Now, you may wonder, where is Uli actually coming from? Why is he doing this? Well, I decided on the train back to my weekender that I'm going to do a podcast about work-life balance tips for those of us who suck at it. You see... Monday to Friday, I work in the city in Sydney and I'll try to make an effort to head out to the Central Coast on Friday and stay there over the weekend. And quite often I'm on the train and when I'm on the train, I have a lot of time to reflect and time to think. It's also often or mostly the time when I start thinking about my next podcast or my next YouTube And this time I thought work-life balance tips for those of us who suck at it would be an interesting topic because finding a balance between work and life is probably the most important thing you can do for yourself, not just for your mental and your physical health, but it's important in the moment and in the long run. Trust me, I know what I'm talking about, but We all know it. It's actually not that simple. Work can often seem like the only thing that really matters in our life in the world, particularly in the moment post-COVID. You know, we're actually not talking about it that much anymore, but there's a lot on that topic, especially when you look at job hunting, career changing. The big topic here is hybrid work. For many, everything depends on that job and you can't just let everyone in your life, especially your family, down. And that's where work-life balance actually comes a bit in the way. That anxiety and the fear often, look, I'm talking about myself here, that anxiety and the fear often drive me to work far beyond what I should And I often sacrifice valuable time that I could have spent with the people I'm working so hard for in the first place. Look, work-life balance means something else for everyone. For others, work is life. You've devoted yourself to a career and you're going to be the very best at what you can be. And You know, when you reflect on it, often to the detriment of your health, your relationship, your hobbies, and, you know, the list goes on. Neither is good. And even if you're one of the lucky few for whom the whole thing, the whole work thing is a real joy, something you can't wait to get back to the moment you wake up, something that consumes your thoughts and your dreams is that yearning, that thought about work-life balance. 
that balance is still missing and the rest of your life actually can suffer big time for it. Okay, enough of my philosophical introduction here. Hello, friends and fans, wherever you are, I hope you're well and in good spirit. My name is Uli Shield, aka Mr. Koreatik, and in this podcast, I'm going to tell you how to kick ass at work without losing it, or why more time away from work is actually the way to kick ass at work. Okay, let's do this. Let's check this out. How do you keep work from becoming your life? That's the big question. How do you actually make room when it seems like there is no room? Guys, I have some work-life balance tips from a real bona fide workaholic. I am the incarnation of a workaholic. I know what I'm talking about. Okay, here is my work-life balance Tip number one, numero uno, numero eins, take a personal inventory of your life. Taking an inventory is where it all starts. All my work-life balance tips, all the ones that I'm going to talk about, flow out of this particular one. You need to start by taking a really good look at your actual life and see what's in it. Many of us, most of us are workaholics, so we love this sort of thing anyway. Organize the hell out of it. Let's have a look at it. So each week we have about 168 hours. Each month we have about 730. Ask yourself this. How am I spending those hours? Am I spending them in ways that add value to my life? Do they make me happier? Do they advance my career? Do they help my family? And most important, guys, do they keep me sane? If there is even a question in your mind about the value an activity adds to your life, then, my friends, I think it might be time to cut it out. Okay, I admit it, uh, the first tip is probably not the most spectacular one, but if you ignore that one, all the other ones won't work. So here is my tip number two. Cut useless crap out of your life. Hopefully this one is one of my work-life balance tips that's obvious to you, but it might not be. You know, Sometimes I just need to hear someone else say it. That's usually how it works for me. Now, hear me out. Maybe this looks like 10 hours a week spent browsing Insta or TikTok or Facebooks. Maybe it means four hours a week involved in a student group. Or it means seven hours a week volunteering at a place you don't love anymore. Maybe it means two hours a week you spend talking to your crazy friend who refuses to take your advice and keeps racking their life anyway. Or maybe it means an extra hour at the gym because you can't put down your phone while you're there. You know those guys that always sit on the bench looking at their phone? They drive me nuts, by the way. Maybe this means that other project you took on at work that you're too stubborn to admit you can't complete and never should have started in the first place. Guys, it can look like a lot of things, 
but they all boil down to the same thing. Your most valuable asset is your time. It boils down to the same thing and it's called wasted time. Look, guys, we all have the same amount of time each week, 168 hours. Let me just share something with you. A couple of years ago, I actually took a real good look at my own life and I realized that I had a lot of junk that held no value whatsoever to me. Things that I had gotten involved in, you know, just for the sake of being involved in it, that didn't add value or any value to my life. I didn't know or I couldn't get out of some of these for years. I just didn't know how to, but I knew that they were useless. And I also knew and realized the longer I looked at it, that they were not adding any value to my life. And that's where I started culling or cutting. And no, I didn't just walk away, guys, from these things, but I slowly began the process and I keep doing that every time I have one of those moments where I am reflecting on my work-life balance. And this is why I'm saying you should do the same. Okay, work-life balance tip number three, stop working when you're not productive. This is probably one of my biggest work-life balance tips And it's so important to me nowadays that I'm going to address it with a bit more detail as we go through this podcast. I found out for myself that the core of my workaholism is actually fear. You know, fear has lots of connotations, lots of shades of gray, so to speak. For example, the fear that I fail or the fear that I let people down or the fear that I won't do a good job. So this fear or this set of fears that I used to have, I always ended up glued to my desk, working my little butt off. You wouldn't believe how many hours every week. But in the end, I was actually not very productive. I learned it the very hard way that sometimes sticking to a task is the exact opposite of what I need to do. Instead, I learned that I needed to walk away for a bit, do something else, or even put the task off until the next day or maybe even the next week. Because if I keep at it, I'm not going to do my best and every minute I spend trying to force it lowered the value of what I was doing. So as I was sitting on the train writing the script for this podcast, I tried to sort of work out for myself, what's the wording for the next step? Step number four or tip number four is force yourself to walk away. That's really important, guys. This is very different from what I actually explained before. It is probably, I would say, one of the most important work-life balance tips I can give you. Walk away, not physically, but mentally. There are people out there who never leave the office. They're there way too many hours a day, seven days a week. And I have been, sometimes I am one of those people at home. They're at the office. When they play with their kids, they're at the office. 
When they hang out with their friends, they're in the office. When they go to the bar to unwind, they're in the office. It's all they think about. The fear is intense with them. Now, it's possible this is an undiagnosed anxiety disorder, in which case you, me, we, we've got other problems. But for most, this is just and guys, this is what it does. It it robs the moment. It makes your work suffer. How? It's simple, really. You are not recharging. That's what's going on here. Remember, guys, I'm a self-confessed workaholic. When you run on fear, your life, in the moment, it actually suffers. When your mind is elsewhere, people notice, which means you never really recharge, which means you're less productive when you go back to work. You don't believe me? Well, here's my workaholic solution. Measure everything you do at work. Do it for two weeks without changing anything. Then try these previous work-life balance tips and measure again for two weeks and ask yourself honestly if you are more productive. How do you walk away? Well, it's really simple. Let go. Letting go of the problems at work and going back to life isn't simple. But in my view, and that's what I've learned as the self-confessed workaholic, it is actually really crucial. This is probably one of the most important work-life balance tips I can give you. Let go. For me to let go, I actually discovered or I ended up needing two things, relaxation and trust. Relaxation for me was something that I discovered. It was an app on my mobile. It was actually recommended to me by my partner. I was initially very skeptic about it, but then I really embraced it. And the app was called Headspace. I use it whenever I need to calm down, when I need time to find trust. Call it what you want. You know, for me, it's relaxing and slowing down. For other people, it might be meditation. Look, these two steps, the relaxation and the trust, they help me to clear my mind and they release my work fears that so often seem so pressing These two let me walk into the rest of the day and the rest of my life and, you know, into the parts that matters. They help me to clear my head and they help me to have a willingness to experience the things as they happen. The other side of it is the second part, which is the trust. So let me give you a couple of examples. For example, trusting my co-workers, my team members to do their job, trusting those below me to do their job, trusting that I have done my best, trusting that there is nothing more I can do right now in this very moment and that I need to let this moment be what it is. Maybe you're not a meditator like me, but you can probably use more trust in your life. I know it because it took me a while to get there. You're not the hero. Stop trying to be in it in your mind. Allow other professionals to do what they need to do. And look, if they might fail, big deal. Then let them fail. You know, it's okay. 
Many of my work-life balance tips, they kind of center around this one assumption that we or that you're efficient at work, but sometimes you're not, which means more time is spent at work, but you're actually not doing work. Usually the reason why I find myself still at work late in the evening, sometimes even late into the night, is that I've actually been wasting a bunch of time on a bunch of bullshit that actually doesn't matter. I've got some core tasks, some things that I need to get done today, but I'm not doing them. I'm doing other low-value tasks to procrastinate my way around doing what I should have done at 9 a.m. Remember that personal inventory, the one that I was talking earlier? Now it's time to get granular with that one. Do one for two weeks and relentlessly catalog everything you spend your time on. Then look at it. How many hours are you spending on low value tasks? Are those hours taking away from doing a better job at high value jobs or at high value things that really mean something for your work life balance? The ones only you can do, the ones that add the most value to your position, to your job, to your life, to your family. Then reorganize. Tip number six, super easy. Have some fun. Find the joy in your life to recharge. That's what I call it. Fun. The reason why so many of my clients, why most people are looking for work-life balance tips is that the joy has been drained from their life. Work-life balance tips mean precisely shit. I mean, seriously, they mean nothing if the life portion of the balance isn't bringing you any fun, if you're not having any joy in your life to recharge. And sorry for being a potty mouth here, but just because an activity is viewed by someone else as objectively useless, maybe because nothing is produced at the end of that activity doesn't mean it's actually a waste of your time. Take video games. A lot of people play them and many would consider them a waste of time. However, for a lot of people, they bring them a lot of fun, a lot of joy. And here's the kicker. I know so many guys at work who are into video games. And when I ask them why they're so into it, they tell me that they make them better at their job because they help them to mentally recharge. Imagine that. My mates explained to me, you know, if I don't recharge, I'm going to be crap at work. I'm not a worker drone, said one of the guys. Sitting here taking up space isn't really adding value to my position. Some of the guys I, I talked to said that they're doing video games because they need to recharge. They needed a mind that works. And if they didn't recharge, their mind was worthless to them. It's the same with me. I need an activity that brings me joy to recharge mentally. And look, my activities are not that exciting. I like to do creative things. I like to paint and I like to be out in the green and I like to do exercise. The point here is your mind is your tool, but it needs more than just sleep. It needs a break, a break from fear, a break from problem solving and a break from stress. You need time 
spend doing things you really enjoy doing, things you love if you want to be good at work. So guys, the point I'm trying to make is walk away and do something that you love. Throw away the guilt and just enjoy it. Don't worry about what the world around you thinks about it. Maybe that thing is a sport or working out or spending time with your kids or barbecuing or browsing the internet or watching TV or video games or maybe even shopping. Whatever it is, if it brings you joy, it adds value to your life and it makes you a better employee. Actually, maybe thinking about it, maybe this should probably be one of my top work-life balance tips. It's okay to have fun. So what do you say, guys? Are you enjoying the work-life balance podcast? Does some or all of this sound familiar? If you like my podcast, subscribe to my channel. Make sure that you do. If you have listened to some of my other pods before, then you probably noticed that I tend to talk more about what you need to know and less about the warm and fuzzy stuff some people like to hear. Check out my podcasts and check out my YouTubes on anything related to job hunting, career changing and anything in between. Make sure that you do. And if you have any recommendations or suggestions on how to improve my podcasts or maybe you have some ideas for some other topics, please use the comment section here in the podcast or in my social profiles. And now we're getting to number seven. I wouldn't be a career coach, a job search coach, if I wasn't going to talk a little bit about your job, your career. Tip number seven, ask the tough question, is this job right for you? If you have so far listened to the whole podcast, and I actually applaud your perseverance here, and if you found yourself thinking, uh, actually, I can do this. I simply have too much work to do. It may be time for you for the really tough question. Is this the right job for you? I've tried to give you a bunch of work-life balance tips, but they mean precisely nothing. Actually, crap, if you literally can't do these things. Can't do them because your job is too demanding. If you're listening to this podcast or if you're even looking for work-life balance tips or insights on your apps, on your mobile, on the internet in the first place, then that is actually a strong indicator you might be in precisely that situation. There are a few things you can do and quitting your job isn't where I'm going first with this. Here's one of my top work-life balance tips. Learn to say no, period. I can't tell you how often this was the answer for me, and I can't tell you how often it is the answer for many of my clients. The problem isn't that you have too much to do. The problem is that you don't say no. You say yes to everything. Somewhere along the line, someone taught you or you've learned it, that you should always be the person who says yes, the person who does more, the person who goes above and beyond, the hero. Guys, stop it. Heroes have a nasty tendency to die and I don't want you to die. 
But more often, heroes, especially in the workplace and in their life, aren't like comic book heroes. They're not just saving people. They're just making other people's burden a little bit lighter. Sometimes. That's a good thing. It's valuable. But often it's one of two things in my mind. Keeping someone from failing at something they need to fail at and saving someone who needs people to stop saving them. And it's getting in the way of you being a healthy, happy, productive employee with a work-life balance. So stop saying yes automatically. Start saying, I'll have to think about it and I'll get back to you. If you can't say no right then and there. You don't need to be the hero. Let them live their journey. If someone's going to fail and you know it, maybe you need to let them fail. Maybe they're never going to grow until someone actually stops saying no to them. And until someone actually stops saving them. That's my point. Maybe that project at work isn't something that you should be doing for them. Maybe your boss needs to stop unloading a bunch of random crap on you and people and find another team member or employee to do their job. Maybe that will be better for the business in the long run. But if it's getting in the way, if it's keeping you from focusing on the really meaningful tasks at work, if it's stopping you from being awesome, if it's making you crazy when you're not at work, then it's simply not worth it. Start saying no. But if that's not it, it might be time to move on. Look, guys, even if I provide you a whole lot of work-life balance tip, if the job is wrong for you, they're not going to fix the deeper issue. Sometimes it's just not a good fit. The job is really more than you can handle. The boss wants more than you can provide. Your coworker has no clue what they're doing. You can't do what they need to do. It's okay to admit that. It's okay to say, I don't think this is working out. Obviously, you should have a plan in place Maybe it's time for a frank heart-to-heart with your boss. Maybe you need to explain in graphic detail how they're destroying your life with the workload they're putting onto you. Or maybe that's the expectation and you knew that going in when you talked to them. You failed. You can't do it. That's okay too. Admit it, accept it, and find a better fit. I can give you work-life balance tips all day long, but none of them actually matter if there's only so much work you can fit into your life. If you are working 16 hours a day, I know it's a bit exaggerated, but there's really there's some people out there who actually do that. If you're working that much, six days a week and eight hours on your day off, there's nothing I can do for you, not even with the best podcast. Sometimes the best way to balance is to walk away. Okay, guys, now that we've become best friends for life, don't forget to check out my other podcasts on the topic of job hunting and career changing and anything in between. Join me again every Thursday here on my Mr. Career Tick podcast for more awesome tips like this one. I'm just kidding, guys. Mostly, I'll help you to find and get jobs, the jobs you deserve. 
but that's probably more useful to you anyway. Whatever you guys do, when you're out there job hunting, remember to hunt wisely and always remember to tick all the right boxes. Thank you.